Welcome to the Sports 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 Podcast. I'm Joel Anderson. I'm Jordan Pommelville. And joining us as always is the Sports Outsider, Phil Ranton. That's me, Phil Ranton, the His House. Are right? people still saying that? Nope. Like Snoop Doggy Dog. No, I don't think so. No, Snoop Doggy Dog. He was weird. The bomb. You had a pretty good impression of Snoop. Yeah. That we heard last week. Yeah. I mean, I thought I did, No, too. yours was... <laughs> yeah. Mine was spot on, especially the way that he avoids using actual profanity. I yeah. think yours was an impression. Phil's was an impersonation. Yes, that's true. Oh. This is an 80s hip-hop podcast, yeah, and uh, I am the 80s hip-hop outsider, Phil yeah. I am the 80s hip-hop insider, Jordan Palmaville. Right. Uh, I'm more of a 90s hip-hop insider. Well, that's good, because so. Snoop Dogg kind of started in the 80s when he was indie and then went into the 90s, and that's when he really blew up. Yeah. But it's a sports comedy podcast. It is. Yep. Uh, Phil doesn't know much about sports. No. Phil knows absolutely nothing. Yeah, about. don't know much about sports. Don't know much about the little. science book. Don't know much about the French I took. But I do know that I love you. And I know that if you love me too, what a wonderful world this would be. Thanks, you know, Phil. I was listening to Otis Redding like all weekend. Really? Because that man is just beyond brilliant. Yeah, this like, is an ev- Otis Redding podcast. Yeah. I don't know very much Every about it. song he I'm the Otis Redding insider. <laughs> Like even the ones where you're sort of like, oh, Otis is dialing it back a little. You can't you can't emote that much in every song, and then by that second chorus, you're like, and he's off, he's gone. Yeah. I usually Otis don't have to say bleeding. it's a sports comedy podcast three times, but you have to. But, <laughs> but this time we will. And today on the show, it's, oh, this is a big story in L.A. Oh yeah. Well, I guess it's L.A. Times. I believe broke the news. Was it the L.A. Times? Oh, uh, was it? I don't know. Well, the news hath broke. Where yeah, I mean, I, I thought it broke be, in part because like the FBI showed up at people's doors, right? Arrested. Well, a them. lot of them yeah. lived in Los Angeles. Felicity yeah. Huffman was arrested. We haven't I even said that. what it is yet. Yeah. It's this college admission scandal. Yeah, Ooh. rich parents, dumb kids. Yeah. yeah, paying coaches to say they should get an athletic scholarship, right? Photoshopping heads onto bodies, which was yeah. the most objectively funny thing. In the oh article. yeah, oh. to make them look like they actually play a sport. Yeah. Ooh, so good i'm still baffled by just how much money was involved with all of these bribes yeah felicity huffman was only what 15 grand to get somebody to take the sats for kids god i did not not know that was the going rate i would happily break the law and help kids cheat to get into college oh there was somebody who wrote a really good facebook post who's somebody who actually writes admissions essays and stuff for kids and that's their job yeah and he's like i've been doing this for 20 years Okay, yeah, I, 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 I can buy that, but I, I think the admissions essays is a thing that, like, I think we can all accept would be easy to cheat on. Right. But the tests, generally speaking, are, are difficult oh, to cheat sending on. sending somebody in to take the yeah. SATs by paying off the SAT administrator, not great. Also, harder to accomplish than just writing essays for people. That sure. is, like, the easiest way to cheat. I, w- I am so good at standardized tests, though. If I knew I could have made money back then, I would have taken, like, right. three a weekend. What, what'd you get in the SAT, Phil? I didn't take the SATs. I took the ACTs. What'd you get in the ACT? 32. Oh, shit. Damn. Wow. I'm very good at standardized tests. They I, just make sense to I me. I got a 31. Oh, I'm sorry, Joel. I am too, but I think it's in part because my parents were educators, so they taught me how to take standardized right. tests. Right, yeah. Like, as a little kid. Yeah, but... I I think it's interesting how this scandal parallels so many things about college admission scandals involving top-tier college sports, uh, except for the one, you know, that it's like, 
here are a bunch of kids who are not very book smart and they need to get into college. And so they pay the coach instead <laughs> right. of vice versa. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, it's so so familiar and yet turned on its head in this interesting way. Uh, so, but we have uh, a student. Yeah, we yeah. have Paxton Brixton on the podcast. Who is uh, USC? Yeah, USC. Apparently, yeah. the parents. This is apparently common. Lori Laughlin did the same thing. Uh, Uncle Be- or Aunt Becky. Uh, yeah, I still don't from, understand. From Full House, right? But, oh, it took me so long. Yeah. I was trying to place her. Uh, Whatever happened to predictability (laughs) paid off the coaches. Uh, So she paid off the crew coach. And apparently a lot of people paid off this USC crew coach. Apparently Paxton Brixton got into USC on a crew scholarship, never rode crew. Mm. Oh. Yeah. Well, it'll be interesting to interview him, kind of ask him like his perspective and all yeah. this. I don't yeah. know if he's going to be clearing the air or what his game well, plan is. Well, let's give know. him a chance to clear the air if that's what he wants yeah. to do. Yeah. It's right. a big sports scandal. We were tr- uh, uh, Gene decided to go out and get the best person he could. So, And uh, we have a uh, wide world of weird sport. Goddamn right we do. And news, news, news. But first, Johnny Manziel update, watch update. Johnny Manziel update, watch update. Brought to you by... Mentos, feel the rush in your mouth. And Manzels, put your man boobs in a Manzel today. As well as unbranded batteries. You're gonna use the unbranded stuff because it's way cheaper than when you have the brand name on it because we have to pay the trademark attorneys. Unbranded batteries. Johnny Manzel banned from CFL. Oof, that's tough. Subheadline Manzel to CFL. I've been thrown out of better places than this. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's true. He sure it's has. Very true. Ask Sub- Vegas. Sub sub headline Manzel expected to be Montreal Morning Radio's Pierre and Le Canard's Hoser of the Year. Oh, oh no, no. That's the yeah. worst title. That's like the American Razzie. <laughs> <laughs> Seemingly just as quickly as we were blessed with Johnny Manzel in the CFL, it's over. Like so many things taken from us too soon. Yeah, there was going to be a lot of joy drawn with the whole Marie Kondo thing. This was going to bring me joy. Yeah. American interest in the CFL returns now to its baseline of, eh? (laughs) What? They they play football up there? Uh, What's wrong with those end zones? (laughs) Johnny Canadian Football's Canadian Football League career has come to an end after the Montreal Alouettes announced the quarterback's release and contract termination, saying, quote, he contravened the agreement which made him eligible to play in the CFL. Wow. Contravene to violate the... (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) To violate the prohibition or order of a law, treaty, or code of conduct. Mm. The league informed the eight other teams that it would not register a contract for Manziel if any tried to sign him. So I know what you're wondering. Mm. We can all say it together. What, what condition, condition did he contravene? I was gonna say, what did he do? But close, no. <laughs> but no cigar. This is a this is an SAT word, Joel. <laughs> yeah. No. Uh, CFL Commissioner Randy Ambrosi uh, said, "We didn't release the terms of those conditions back then, and we're not going to do that now." Boo. Hmm. What I'm hearing is all he had to do was not refer to his dick as Johnny Mounty to female reporters. <laughs> yeah. And he couldn't even do that. That's tough. We uh, asked so little. <laughs> it was a really... So Alouette's general manager, Cavis Reed, told reporters that Montreal would not have released Manziel if the CFL did not mandate the move. Ooh. Quote, no, sir. Mr. Manziel's performance in the field showed that he had a very good upside. 
But Mr. Manziel violated the terms, and we all understood those terms, and we have to be compliant with them. Calling him Mr. Manziel might be one of the most Canadian things I've right. ever heard in my entire life. It is. It's so lawyerly. Mr. Manziel. Yeah. <laughs> Montreal traded two players and two first-round picks to the Hamilton Tiger Cats last July for Manziel's what rights. What a waste. Oh, no. Yikes. Talk about getting hosed, eh? Yeah. Um, Although the league never uh, specified the terms, it said in a statement that the terms that he had violated were, or the terms that they had set out for him were extensive and exacting. Okay. Mm. And according to USA Today Sports, some of Manziel's conditions that we know of were weekly therapy appointments, mandatory doctor visits, and monthly lithium tests. Mm. Lithium? That is only what Manziel publicly disclosed, though, because the CFL has been tight-lipped about when they set the conditions, they said, don't worry about it, we have them. And so that's all that Manziel said about him. We do know that a source said this was not about him trying to play in America. So I think a lot of people assumed like, oh, is he trying to negotiate a contract? Right. In one of the new American football leagues. I mean, and, I immediately assumed that this was substance abuse related. Yeah. I, I did too. I thought that he either hit somebody or... Oh, yep, he does that too. Yeah, or it was substances. Right. So Johnny uh, Football released his own statement on Twitter and sounded a lot like a kid who'd been kicked out of a country. Mm. I want to thank Coach Sherman, my teammates, and the CFL fans. My time there reestablished my love for the game of football and the work that goes into that. I look forward to exploring new options within the United States. Hey. <laughs> another another rags to riches immigrant story coming <laughs> up for Johnny Manziel. So, so he's back, baby. There we go. Yeah. But where's he going? Vegas, probably. Yep. Then yeah. Florida for spring break. Sure. Yep. But after that, hard to say. The AAF. Uh, well, I mean, American Alliance of Football. He'd he be would a fool not to give it a shot. He would go to the San Antonio Commanders due to the allocation formula established by the co-founder of the league. Hmm. And they the, have an allocation formula. They do. It's based on where you went to school. You own the pl- the colleges in your area. That's oh, cool. Wow. I that, like that. That makes for, I for hometown say, heroes. Yeah. I like it. No, the, massive hometown advantage for anybody in SEC country. They also, well, all of the, we, we've talked about the sport on podcast, Joel. All of them yeah. are in the South. Oh, that's Except right. for yeah. Salt Lake City. Well, and San Diego. But other than that, all of them are basically San Antonio and East yeah. and South of the Mason-Dixon line. Okay. All right. So, okay. But it was kind of a cool thing. They also actually established, uh, secondarily, I believe, like uh, Canadian provinces that would be part of your region. <laughs> right. That's and then they'd go to San Diego because San Diego doesn't have anything else going for them. Uh, the AAF is doing their due diligence on Johnny Manziel, which is uh, mostly checking how many empties are scattered in the front yard. <laughs> Smart. Head of football, Bill Pullian said that this vetting slash recycling process <laughs> is approximately 50% complete. Okay. Wow. Yeah. The commanders are one and two, uh, three and two overall, but one and two with former Toledo quarterback Logan Woodside under center. Stay tuned for future Logan Woodside update watch updates. <laughs> Still, it would not be easy for Manziel to join the AF as they're midseason. They're halfway through their season. Mm-hmm. So what's next? XFL! Yeah, Woo! there we go. Vince McMahon enters the scene. The XFL, or as it's known on Wikipedia, XFL parenthetical 2020. Nice. Oh. Because the original the reboot. XFL. Yeah. Uh, so from a timing standpoint, it's not going to launch till 2020. So from a timing standpoint, it's looking like a better fit for Manziel. Mm. Also, 
Vince McMahon. Yeah. yeah. It feels like that's the better fit right he there. He knows how to tell stories and how to build hype. Those are two important well, things. yeah, but let's hope that he can meet what I assume are the rigid standards Vince McMahon has for personal behavior in the XFL. Well, last oh. year, Vince McMahon said that players with a criminal history would not be allowed in the league. Hmm. We are evaluating a player based on many things, including the quality of human being they are. If you have any sort of criminal record or commit a crime, you aren't playing in this league. Oh, it was a perfect time for him to go, and if you committed a crime, you're fired. <laughs> Though I got to say, I mean, isn't this just setting it up so that like at halftime at the Super Bowl, they'll cue the music and then Johnny Manziel like comes out of the tunnel? Yeah. Da, 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 you think da, he's going to have John Cena's intro music? That's and the, the, only and the, XFL's, <laughs> uh, the XFL's million dollar game is somehow magically rebranded to the Super Bowl. Right. Oh, yeah. yeah okay. And then, me. and then Johnny Manziel get the microphone and be like, there sure are a bunch of losers here in San Diego. <laughs> Boo. Johnny Manziel, update, watch, update. Johnny Manziel, update, watch, update. Brought to you by... Manziel's, put your man boobs in a Manziel today. And... Unbranded batteries, what color are they? It doesn't really matter because there's nothing distinct about these unbranded batteries. News, news, news on the Sports, Sports, Sports podcast with Jordan, Joel, and Phil. News, news, news. Browns acquire Odell Beckham Jr. from Giants. Yay. Subheadline, yeah. what? 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 The Browns, did they make a bad move? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> that that would be understandable. They made what appears to be a good move. I it thought the Browns were... They did give up a lot. They did, but also um, geared towards winning football games. Like, not in the future, but now. See, I'm under the impression that the Browns are a bunch of crumb bums and always have been. That's true. You're right. not incorrect, Sports Outsider. But Good stuff. Yeah, even the Sports Outsider knows that, and oh, that's yeah. why this story Well, is I've got so some crazy. friends from Ohio. I don't like to admit that much. The yeah. Browns basically allow the Lions to rationalize their lives. Oh, yeah. okay. The Lions fans, I should Makes say. Sense. Allow yeah. them to, like, it. their, their existence has, has basically almost propped up the Lions to a level that they oh, shouldn't yeah. be at because fans in Detroit can be like, well, I mean, we're not the Browns. Well, that's good. Yeah. They, they were like South Africa to the United States. <laughs> yeah. That like we... Oh, I don't care for the, yeah. this analogy, yeah. but I understand what you're bail, saying. Bail, bail. <laughs> Could be worse. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, but so I know what you're all thinking. Uh, this is why Jordan always did news, news, news. Clearly there's some sort of typo in that headline you just gave us, you meant Odell Beckham Jr. was traded to the Rams, you know? Right. Or, oh, that would have been a good get. Yeah, the 49ers or some other big no, market team. I Even bet, the Seahawks. I, I mean, think yeah. they were probably, Green I think, Bay. I'm guessing you're being honest here. No. And that's I, <laughs> I triple-checked yeah. it, guys. Phew. Uh, and in what can only Did be Did you signed, call up the Browns? I, I, and just I, be I like, tried. Hey, I'm the journalist with the Sports 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 Podcast. <laughs> yeah. I need to confirm. And you know what? They said they'd never heard of us. That's impossible. Oh. Hey, this is Tyler in the gift shop. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think I read that on Twitter. Yeah. Okay. Thanks, Ty, my inside man. <laughs> yeah, but in what can only be signed, a scene is a sign of the coming apocalypse. The Cleveland Browns, who almost went 500 last year. 
That's true. They did. Seven, eight, and one. By the way, they had four, missed. four games they went to overtime, and I just so badly wanted them to have four ties. Yeah. And they almost happened, and all, all of them, well, not all of them, I think two of the ones they didn't tie, that yeah. there was a winner mm-hmm. and a loser, it was close, and, and time almost ran out, and oh, it yeah. was a tie. It would have been great. And, uh, yeah, so, I mean, think of where they would have been without all of that field goal nonsense. <laughs> uh, and on top of that, now... They've traded for one of the best wide receivers in football. Huh. That's right. The Cleveland Browns could be good. Got Baker Mayfield, too. Right? Baker Mayfield? Uh, the name, why well, I came blinking on the guy's name from Texas A&M that they drafted like two years ago. Mm-hmm. Baker him. Mayfield. <laughs> no. no, he was from oh, Oklahoma. Okay. Oklahoma. Jesus, Phil. It's like you know nothing about sports. I just wanted to participate. <laughs> The New York Times have agreed to trade Odell Beckham Jr. to the Cleveland Browns, a source confirmed to ESPN's Adam Schefter, in a blockbuster deal that sends the star receiver out of New York less than a year after he signed a massive contract with the team. Mm. The Giants will receive the Browns' first-round pick, number 17 overall, second, uh, third-round pick, number 95 overall, Mm. uh, next month's draft, along with safety Jabril Peppers. Uh, In a text message to ESPN's Josina Anderson, Becca said of the Beckham said of the trade, "Wow, <laughs> wait, wow about himself being traded." He doesn't specify. Huh? Wow. Is there an exclamation point there or a period? period. Oh, oh no! Simply, He's like Ohio. Wow. He's like yeah. I think this was he just found out. Yeah. yeah. Like wait, I I, w- uh, I was traded to what? Oh, took wow. the words right out of my mouth, Odell. Me and everyone in the known universe. Uh, among the completely inexplicable aspects of this trade is the fact that the Giants had only recently extended Beckham, signed him to a five-year ninety-eight point uh, five-year deal with ninety-eight point five million million dollars uh, just in August. Does that mean that the Browns then have to pay him out for the rest of the contract now that he's traded? Yeah, assuming wow. he keeps playing. That's yeah. so much money. Uh, yeah, of which the Giants are apparently paying none. <laughs> Yikes. Uh, yeah. Uh, and at the uh, end of the year news conference, and again at the NFL scouting combine, uh, the Giants said that they weren't going to trade him. Hmm. Right? Gettleman, the the GM, uh, said, and I quote, at the scouting combine last month, we didn't sign Odell to trade him. Okay? Ooh, that wasn't very Gettlemanly of him. <laughs> no. Definitely not. Uh, yeah. So, so what does one make of all this? Uh, Ohio uh, is finally having their luck turn around. The cement city is finally coming back. Yeah, but seriously, what what do we make about this? I, uh, you know what? Will the Giants draft a quarterback, perhaps, with one of those picks? That could would be my could be my angle on this is all with the Giants yeah, because the Brown end is still just I'm not making yeah, I'm, not, hard, I'm not processing. It's hard to even begin to understand what's happening. What's here? the GDP of Ohio? Can they even afford to spend a hundred million dollars on anything? <laughs> I mean, Cedar Point's got to be pulling in some scratch, but other than that, it's a wasteland, right? <laughs> yeah. Cedar Fair Incorporated kicking in 33%. Yeah. Uh, they would have to. to. Say, I mean, I want to say logically a state of that size would have a GDP of, you know, in the hundreds of billions of dollars, but I've never seen anything that came from Ohio that was worth anything. Right. So it's kind of hard for me to understand, you know, how that works. Uh, 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 as long as we're continuing in our parade of just totally unlikely things... Uh, defensive uh, back Demarius Randall of the Browns tweeted, John Dorsey is officially a genius. Hmm. John Dorsey being the GM for the Browns. That's a public statement (laughs) 
in which the Browns GM is described as a genius that's not patently absurd. Well, in fairness... What sort of world are we living the in? The bar was set real low for him. Up is down. Cats and dogs living together. Yeah. It. Uh, are they going to like... I don't know that this is a world we want to raise a child in. Yeah. No, I'm I'm about to have a baby in two months, and to think that her first words might be like, I want to move to Ohio. That oh, scares me. Yeah, terrifying. First sentence. Right. Not mom, not dad. No, I want to move to Ohio. Oh, fuck you say? <laughs> yeah, don't you take that back. You put those words back in your mouth and swallow them. I do not. I have no daughter. Uh, yeah, but so uh, all of the questions swirling in the air here. Uh, what did Odell Beckham do to anger God in such a way <laughs> that we had incur his wrath? I mean, again, can you imagine being Odell Beckham? You went to bed on Monday night living in New York City. I love New playing York City. On, yeah, a bad Giants team, which must have been a little disappointing. But, but he's also, won a Super Bowl with them. Yeah, won a Super Bowl with them. Uh, and next thing you know, you're moving to Cleveland. Cleveland. Think of how much bigger Bears. his living space will be, though. New York, tiny little living space. Ohio, everything's a dollar. <laughs> yeah, no, fair enough. But at the same time, I don't think Odell Beckham would have uh, chosen this if he'd had the option. Has he been to the Rock and Roll Museum? Because uh, yeah. it's not as good as people say it is. <laughs> yeah. Also, really shouldn't be in Cleveland. No. You know why it's in Cleveland? Cheap the, property value? But the, mostly. The one DJ. Yeah, the one DJ who coined the term. Rock and roll yeah. was born there. Yeah. yeah. He was like in Milwaukee or something on a Milwaukee station when he yeah. coined the term. Yeah. And then oh. like 50% of all bands that are in it are from Detroit. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> d d is it in Detroit with the home of Motown and the Stooges? I is it in Memphis, home of Sun Studios where they recorded Rocket 88 and, and a lot of the early Elvis Presley stuff? No, it's in fucking Cleveland. They're like, well, we can either do Cle Cleveland or Gainesville, Florida. Which one are we going to do? <laughs> uh, but yeah, so uh, now, in addition to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, uh, Cleveland now has another landmark that really shouldn't be there in Odell Beckham Jr. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so the other question here is, are we entering some sort of bizarro world where the Giants are now the Browns? I mean, uh, they, that, no. that'd be a pretty drastic switch. I'm pretty sure that means the Lions are now the Browns, right? Uh, don't don't say that. Earlier me. in this segment, you said that I they did. justified the Lions. <laughs> and yeah. now that the Browns got a little better, doesn't that make the Lions the Browns? Uh, it it could be. I'm gonna Sports have to insider hold Phil Ranta. Uh, I'm going to have to hold out hope here if, if the Giants... Take a tight end with that 17th pick. I think we will know at that point that, yes, the Giants have officially moved into uh, place as the NFL's dumbest team. Oh, my God. This is Jordan Peele's The Twilight Zone right Ew. here. It really is. That's what we're watching. So, I'm excited for that show. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Keep an eye on the weather reports, and if they say there's a, a, a bunch of frogs that are going to be falling from the sky tomorrow, we'll all know why. And get an umbrella. For the frogs. <laughs> a, a golf one that's right. sturdy. Sturdy one that won't break. Joining us now on the podcast is 19-year-old USC sophomore Paxton Brixton. Hello, it's me, Paxton Brixton. Yes, and it's I... It's a pleasure to be on your podcast. I believe you're the son of John Brixton? Yes. Movie the producer. very rich movie producer. <laughs> 
John Brixton. Uh, yeah, so yes. so it's it's good to have you on. Um, it's a pleasure to be here, Joe. <laughs> obviously, there must be a lot going on with you. This this scandal. This scandal has rocked my world, Joel. Absolutely. Turns yes. out, uh, you know, you you might have. Uh, I thought that I was able to get into USC on my own merit. Yep, and it it turns but out, but instead, no. my world got flipped. Upside down, when I realized I'm here on a cruise scholarship. Mm, a cruise scholarship. The rowing team. The huh? rowing team, yes. <laughs> yeah. I've never rowed a boat in my whole life. Now, did you know that you were participating in this scam when it happened? I thought it was a little weird when on my first day of scurrel, when on the door to my dorm room... There was a flyer that said, so excited to have you on the crew team, <laughs> signed by all the varsity players of crew. Well, that's a nice welcome letter. But did you did you expect to be on the crew team? Like, was it kind of like one of those, like, oh, you're on the crew team, in air quotes, but you're actually not going to be on it? Well, this is the problem, Jordan. Now that my parents have been discovered, the only way to keep them out of prison <laughs> is to wake up at 5 a.m. every morning this week, put on little short shorts, <laughs> and row a boat for three hours. I notice that you're wearing short shorts now. Are those... It's for team spirit, apparently. <laughs> okay. You know, I have heard the USC rowing team rows in the Port of Los Angeles. The in the, Port in the of Long Los Beach Angeles. area. Filthy water for commoners. I went to college the same way. Reason all rich people go to college. What's that? So I can watch people take my tests for me. <laughs> That's not a... I mean, most people take their own tests. I yeah. don't. I have people that do that for me. I don't know that you want to say yeah, that on the And then I get to water. work at the White House. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, so so tell us a My little bit about... My daddy gets me into a Fortune 500 company where I start as a vice president, and I just kind of coast until I get to sit on boards. I feel like, you know, a lot of people use the phrase Fortune 500 company. I've been like, I mean, if you're just saying any one, I mean, they're not all winners. They're all in the top 500, Jordan. Where do you work? Suits? <laughs> Where people are wearing men's warehouse suits every day. Comcast is in the, the Fortune 500, Paxton. Yes. Comcast. I'll <laughs> sit on the board at Comcast. You work three hours a quarter. And you vote. You raise your hand. That, You've seen it in movies. Is that how very wealthy people describe their work year? Like, I work about mm, three, four hours a quarter. I will vouch for it in all honesty. It's 100% true. <laughs> the most money you can make is sitting on boards and voting. Yeah. Uh, well, but now I have to row crew. Well, here's the, the thing. other day I got a drop of Long Beach water on my hand, it burned. <laughs> is it possible that had to do with your skin and not the water? I have very fine skin. I, I, I don't let sunlight touch my skin. Well, I mean, I also got to say, I mean, maybe this is a good thing for you. I mean, couldn't couldn't this be one of those, you know, it's 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 great to get up that early and to be more healthy. Uh, get active. Like, you look like you're not in 
super great shape that you could be like a little bit not I bad was shape. already on an exercise regimen. What were you doing? I would wake up at nine. Okay. It's a little late. I'd but... have my regular glass of whole milk. Okay. And then I would watch somebody run on a treadmill while I laughed, which is great for your abdominal muscles. Well, and and while that's very, very arch, I want to say that's maybe not the best way to get exercise. Uh, Yeah. I mean, I I think it's less effective than it is with having someone take tests for you. Yeah, that's actually going to get you, like, the results in the class. Oh, I've also got liposuction and those little electric sensors you put on your abdominal muscles. That shock you and work out your muscles. I was going to say, Do for a work? person who doesn't exercise, you're I don't skin. care. That's the regimen, and I'm sticking to it. How like, you're, you're wearing those short shorts reasonably well. I can, I can sort of make out your, your oar and your, your two bosuns, but... Are you saying I've got peasant legs? No, because peasants oh, have to lift you're things. Saying I have legs. peasant legs. You've got kind of spindly legs. Spe- which, uh, speaking uh, of peasants, yes. how are you getting along with your new teammates? That You said they put a flyer <laughs> on your, your door saying, welcome to crew. Well, now you're truly a part of the team. It's so difficult, Jordan. I have to speak with them every day. And they say things like, we're going over to Bogo's this evening because he's having a rockin' kegger. Well, that sounds like... I drink port! <laughs> you, tawny port. You drink port. I drink port exclusively. Like a port Because I'm line. still young. <laughs> and when you get older? Nothing but aged bourbon. Okay. Okay. I mean, I, I mean, that's, I guess, a positive development. I just thought you might be enjoying the college life, the campus life. Like, if you're on the rowing team, you're making friends, you're going to these college parties, a kegger. Yeah, oh. I mean, all of this sounds like it, it's it's like a positive influence on you. Yeah, none of them know anything about anything I care about. They never read the Wall Street Journal stock section. <laughs> well, my, you know, many of them have it's apps on their phone. Thing. Those were my bedtime stories growing up. Okay. Could you tell one for us now? Oh, of course. <laughs> here's Here's one. Yesterday, GE stock rose one sixteenth of a point because of the exit of the current COO. This would have been a while ago before the decimalization of uh, of tick sizes. Yes, it yeah. was a while ago. <laughs> Sometimes they like to read me the classics. Yeah. That's really, I guess that's yeah. really important for just a base foundation of education. Oh, now also, I'm going to have to. Also, how retro GE stock goes up. Whoa! <laughs> like, amazing! I'm gonna have to spend the next four years rowing crew. That really, I mean, I gotta say, uh, Paxton, that doesn't sound so bad. You're getting outside, you're getting exercise, you're going to an elite university that you're going to apparently get a summa cum laude degree from because you're not even taking the tests. Like, it sounds like you've got a really great life right now. Here's the problem. My mommy and daddy paid $500,000 to get them to give me a scholarship for crew. That sounds completely insane. I don't know why you couldn't go to a state school and then just... A state... A state school. Oh, Joel, you've really offended him. A state him. school. You walked right into a that one. state Joel, school. I... A state school. A state school. I mean, a arguably, state school. Whatever earned state power, school. I don't know if he could be any more disgusted. A state school. 
I mean, it, a state school. If you took the five hundred thousand dollars in bribes that were paid out and put it into a, a basic all market ETF, I feel like the long term benefit of just doing the state school and saving on tuition well, and bribes. That's just my point, Joel. I know now my parents don't love me. Only paying five hundred thousand dollars. <laughs> Only? Oh, do you think the crew coach would learn to keep his mouth shut? If they made it a cool million, I this is I actually a know. valid point. Yes, I, apparently bribing five hundred thousand dollars to accept expensive. me and five hundred thousand more dollars to forget it ever happened. I mean, and I don't want to criticize your your school of choice, but for five hundred thousand dollars, maybe maybe a million. We're talking Harvard. We're talking Yale. Yeah, we're talking a crew team that maybe is so good that you I can't mean, be on it. If Jared Kushner <laughs> gets into Harvard for two point five million dollars. The very least, my famous movie producer father could have doled out a million. That that was like the old school application of privilege. Like he donated money to the university. His daddy is smarter than my daddy. I mean, we're not we're not going to cast a spur. Daddy also went to prison because he. Yeah. Like I said, his daddy is smarter than my daddy. Yeah. Well, I guess your daddy's going to prison now too. Always. But Paxton, let, let me ask you just uh, to try yes. to wrap this up. Is there anything positive you think you can take away from this? Is there anything that this whole experience has taught you? There's only one positive thing this taught me, and that's kill all the witnesses. What? Wow. That's oh, come on. That's you're that you what? I I think you're just wrong. If you'd killed all the witnesses, there would have been an investigation into why the crew coach at USC was murdered. All right, can I give you a different answer? Yeah, yeah. Sure. Why don't you I do learned that? how to feather my oar to create less drag on the surface of the water. There you go. Hey. Hey, well I'm, played, sir. I'm, I've become a peasant. You know, I'm proud of you, Paxton. <laughs> I think you've shown a lot of growth. I'm going to wipe my eyes with these $100 bills. <laughs> you really just you smear <laughs> <ink all laughs> over it, it doesn't. Thank you very much, Paxton. Yes, I'm going to go back to my internship with the Trump administration. And now it's time for another wide world of weird sports. Wide world of weird sports. What do we have on this week? This Week we have on <laughs> the Eaton Wall game. Hmm. The Eaton this Wall would be the game. This one where whoever oh, no, Joel, finishes just, consuming uh, the oh, wall fastest oh, is the winner. I'm that is inside. incorrect, Joel. <laughs> the Eaton Wall game is a game which bears some resemblance to rugby union that originated at and is still played at Eaton College. Okay. Yeah. That works. Yeah. It's played on a strip of ground five metras wide and 110 metras long. How is Eaton spelled? Is this... E-T-O-N. Okay. Eaton College. Is is that uh, like the same as the fancy British Prep Academy? Do they call their like Prep Academies colleges in Britain? It is a fancy college. Right. But is it like for people who are over the age of 18 or under? Yeah, secondary or post-secondary. There you I go. don't. There I you go. I did not look into that part. I didn't think about it. <laughs> they look collegey. The pe- the pictures <laughs> of them. You know, all the kids look younger these days. Yeah. So they call that strip of ground five metras wide and 110 metras long the furrow next to a slightly curved brick wall called the wall. Okay. Uh, <laughs> which is erected was erected in 1717. 
Never forget. By the way, slightly curved brick wall is my nickname for my penis. Gross. <laughs> the traditional and most important match of the year is played He's single, on... ladies. <laughs> yeah, go figure. The most important match of the year is played on St. Andrew's Day as the Collegers, Ooh. also known as King's Scholars, take on the Oppidans, which is the rest of the school. Yeah, patron saint of Scotland, is he not? St. Andrew? Wasn't St. Andrew like if you lose something, you pray to St. Andrew? St. Anthony. St. Anthony. There you go. Yeah. I have not been to Catholic Church in far too long. I forget who you prayed to. He's my confirmation before. saint. I chose him because it's very utilitarian. Yeah, that makes sense. My grandma praised him. Yeah, yeah, he's the saint of finding lost things. Whenever yeah. anything was lost growing up, my grandma was around. She's like, I'm, well, I'm going to say a prayer to St. Anthony. And I'm like, that says in the Bible not to pray to anyone but God. Who's the saint of shame and loneliness? Joel, St. Joel. St. <laughs> Joel. St. Joel, Joel. Uh, so the annual St. Andrew's Day match, the Opadans climb over the wall after throwing their caps over in defiance of the scholars, <laughs> while the collegers march down from the far end of College Field, arm in arm, towards the near end, where they meet the Opadans. This is the most British prep school sport I've ever heard of. Yeah. Like, so I just want to try this. Caps? They're wearing caps? Is it? Mm. Is it uh, basically the underclassmen and upperclassmen sort of thing? Like, yeah, is it well, seniors and non-seniors? Right. Sort of? okay. Yeah, Based exactly. on how we did in the last question about Eaton, I don't know why you think that <laughs> Phil would understand. No, but it's true yeah. because they say that. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Uh, so the, it's the King Scholars. So like the, the best of the best are the colleges. So the wall game is also played on Ascension Day immediately after 6 a.m., uh, service on the roof of the college chapel. So they go to their 6 a.m. service, and then they go play against the wall. On the roof of the chapel? Yeah. Various scratch matches are also played throughout the uh, Michael Mass and Lent halves, which are the two terms, Michael Mass and Lent, where the boys from different year groups, as well as masters, take part. It would this, be fun this... to play with your school masters. Yeah. Yeah. We're combining a whole bunch of insider Catholicy references and a bunch of insider Britishy references and I'm just completely lost at this point. Well, you gotta learn these things, Joel. Lent you might have halves? a British kid what someday. What the hell is a Lent half? It's like a semester, but it's the Lent side. It's spring semester. Right, because Lent's in the spring. Yeah. Okay. Joel, come on, man. Jordan and I both have some Catholic roots. No, it's like uh, you don't even know when Ascension Day is, Joel. Right? Yeah. Jeez. I really is it is that the same thing as the rapture? Joel, no, 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 no. no. Ascension day, I believe, is like eight weeks after Easter. Yeah, Ascension. Like Who's ascending? Who do you think, Joel? Is it Who Jesus? has magic powers, Joel? <laughs> Scoring. So the aim of the game is to move the ball towards the opponent's end of the playing area. In those last few yards, the field of the area is called the Calks. C A L X. Calks. <laughs> In this area, a player can earn a shy, which is worth one point, by lifting the ball against the wall with his foot. Ooh. Yeah. A teammate then touches the ball with his hands and shouts, got it. Boy, wouldn't it suck to lose because you were one shy of a win. Of a Kelks. <laughs> one shy, shy of a win. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, these two plays must happen within the Kelks. After this, the umpire says, given, and the scoring <laughs> team can attempt a goal. Worth a further nine points by throwing the ball at a designated target, for example, a garden door at one end of the field or a tree at the other end. Now, now, <laughs> now this is British. There's a whole set of rules about how you do something and what you say when you do it without any context as to the meaning. Right. 
Well, also, like, player... I understand when I say Uno, it's because I have a singular card left. Right. right. But this is one of those, like, when approaching the queen, you shall not look her in the eye. You should no. turn your head slightly to the left and down. Joel, this isn't say, that hard. If you're in the, do. If, yeah. you're, if you're in the Kelks, somebody uses their <laughs> foot to lift the ball from the ground, and uh, then somebody else has to grab it with two hands. Then the umpire says given. Then they get a chance for nine points nope, by nope. throwing the ball at either the garden door. Say something before the umpire says something. Uh, they have to say, uh, no, they don't. Oh, they say, got it. You're there right. You go. <laughs> they, when they grab, they say, got it. Then they say given. And then they have a chance to throw the ball at either a door on one side or a tree on the other side. If they hit it, it's nine points. Or if during regular course of play, somebody kicks the ball and it hits either the garden door or the tree, you get five points. And that's how the game is played, Joel. You know what? I, I, I really, I, I feel like there's no better example of how Americans are just better at sports <laughs> Than, than the way fucking England, like, read the rules of cricket and compare them to, like, baseball. It's like we were just sort of like, all right, why don't we strip out the nonsense and just play a game? Well, Joel. And this, this sounds like mostly nonsense. I've got to go through a it's couple like more rules because we're spending way too much time okay, ranting and not me, enough time me. learning about the Eaton Wall game. All right, play. So the main game consists of two sets of players forming a rugby-style scrimmage called a bully in which neither team may firk the ball, which is to hook it backwards, <laughs> except in the Kelks, where a different kind of bully called the Kelks bully occurs. The bully is formed towards the wall and crabs slowly along the wall until the ball emerges. Many players, particularly those whose position is actually against the wall, lose the skin off their elbows, hips, and knees. Because of this, players usually wear long sleeves. Players within the bully shove and push each other, mostly with their bodies, but also placing their fists against the faces of the opposition and attempting to lever them backwards against the wall. Actual punching is not permitted, and grabbing an opponent's shirt or holding is also not allowed. Now, Joel, do you understand how to play yeah. the Eaton Wall game now? I am so and sorry. you can get the Eaton Wall game home game. Yeah. All, Given. All <laughs> Got this, it. All of that stuff that I just said about, about nonsensical rules and weird crap, I now that you've explained it, I'm so sorry. No problem. So elegant in its simplicity is the Eaton Wall game. I'm good. just saying, Joel, watch your Kelks. And that brings it into another wide world of weird sports. Oh, I think the British are perfectly delightful people. I'm not like Joel. Citizens of Podcast Town, this brings to a close another sports, sports, sports podcast. Before we go, we're going to bring back Paxton Brixton to read you our contact information. Fine, I'll do your work for you. Here it is. Here's a piece of paper. Yes. Just kind of, if you can read right. off that, please. I'll read. Usually I have someone do this for me. Are you illiterate? You can find us on okay. Twitter by going to twitter.com slash sports the number three podcast. That's twitter.com slash sports the number three podcast. And when I post on Twitter, it said posted by my servant's device. <laughs> when you find you can find us on Facebook. By going to facebook.com slash sports the number three podcast. That's facebook.com slash sports the number three podcast. Apparently, Facebook started as a bit of a collegiate site. Yeah. And now it's full of pores. <laughs> or you can find all of our back episodes at anchor.fm. That's anchor.fm slash sports the number three podcast. I'm now learning how to tie knots in an anchor thanks to my crew education. They don't... 
They don't have anchors, do they? On the Only when they bring some 40s out on the water <laughs> on the weekends. Hey, guys. Hey, Joel. Joel. Did you notice how it's really ironic that the UAC crew coach was crooked, given that the whole thing's about going in a straight line? Bye, Bye Joel. Joel.